Happy Friday, everybody, and welcome back to Brown Bag Bets. Powered by BetSperts, we are your daily dose of quick hit handicapping and sports betting picks. I'm Alex Christensen, and joining me as always is Mr. Andy Molitor. But as I mentioned, it's not just Friday. It's a fabulous football felica Friday here. We've got a bunch of college bowl games, some college football playoffs to talk about. But Andy, you know what I think the most important game of the week is, right? Army-Navy? Absolutely. Yeah, so what are we I'm, doing there, Bear? Do we take unders? Do we just... I, I, might be too I would late. love to be like, under, <laughs> as to quote the great Gorilla Monsoon, it takes a lot of intestinal fortitude to bet an under 34 and a half, especially when if you look at the string of unders, uh, not many of them would have gone under 34 and a half. So it's a, it's a super low total. Uh, it's supposed to be some rain here tomorrow. Uh, but at the same time, I, I would love to just sacrifice someone to be a bet on the over. And I just want to sit there with them. It'll be a great, like, three hours of entertainment. Maybe not even three hours. Just to sit there with them, uh, have a big bet on the over, just watch them just sweat and squirm and just get aggravated, like two possessions a quarter as the clock just continues to burn and churn and and just just sitting them just begging for points. That would be kind of like a sadistic kind of a – form of entertainment that I love but uh, if I had to play anything tomorrow it would be uh, it would be army uh, I think army is the better team I know I know I know Navy has played better uh, as the year went on after a really slow start and they kind of botched the the AD got involved with the coaching still was a weird situation there uh, but but I, I think army is is the better team and I certainly trust them more so uh, I think it's down to seven in a couple of spots if you can find a seven it certainly would not be opposed to, to land the seven here with the with the black knights of the hudson i was gonna say yeah i i actually reached out just on twitter about this because you no know, like teasing a college especially a co- any college game is a little sketchier than the mm-hmm. nfl you have you know the the key numbers aren't quite as key you have weird distributions of scoring but i said man with a total this low like can i tease this seven and a half down to one and a half and a, a lot of people were like i don't hate that so i'm i might have thrown army in a couple teasers i'll there be watching go. i'll have some i'll have some you know some fcs on as well and obviously we're in the type of or we're in the part of the season where there's 500 basketball games as well every saturday so i will be watching that as well but the army in what 12 days has another game and they will be taking on Missouri. Where, where is this game? I didn't even, I didn't believe this is the armed forces bowl, right? In in Fort Worth, I think is what it is. Yeah. That meant, there we go. So they are, um, it looks like Dan has a different graphic up for me here. He screwed it up, Andy. You got to go by the right. I did. I went to, I went to, I went to, I went to the army game first. All right. We'll go cotton bowl first. Anyway, then Cincinnati, Bama, Georgia, Michigan in the big ones. We'll start with the big ones. That's fine. Um, did you? I mean, did you have any hot takes on the on the what do we call these national semifinals? I guess semifinal games. Yeah, I, I, neither is a game that I I would uh, want to bet right now. I, I think opening up at thirteen and a half clearly shows that the odds makers have a great deal of respect for Cincinnati. So uh, I, I, I I would expect if you would like Alabama get in now because i would think that number is going to hit 14 at some point um but i I think matchup wise without john mechie now the bearcats have a good secondary uh granted they have only played one team that ranks in the top 40 
in offensive efficiency. So while their defensive numbers are good, they really haven't faced a, an offense uh, close to this all year long. But, but I think at 13 and a half, it's an interesting position the books have taken, uh, almost like they're comfortable with Alabama money in this situation. I uh, think that maybe the tide are up 20, 21, 17, late, and maybe the back door is open. So uh, if you like Cincinnati, I'd wait it out. If you like Alabama, I'd get in on it now. And in the other game, we were 20, we were playing, we were playing guess the line on the, uh, on the game day set on Sunday during this election show. And everyone kind of was guessing three and a half, four, four and a half, five. And, and I said, you're way too low. And it actually, it opened exactly what I thought it would open uh, at, at seven and a half. And I think that shows the books are also comfortable uh, having Michigan be a public underdog in this game. Because I would imagine the money's going to come in on Michigan. So again, if you like Michigan, you better get in on it now. Because I would suspect the line, if anything else, is going to move to seven. But if you like Georgia... Uh, I would wait it out because I don't think it's going to hit eight other than at Circa where they actually opened up higher. They opened at nine. So I, I like the matchup here for Georgia, though. I, I think that they feel pretty good about their defensive line against what's a good Michigan offensive line and a good running game. I know they have torn apart Iowa and Ohio State the last couple of games, but this this Georgia defense is really good against the run. So I, was, I suspect that Michigan is going to have to do a lot of play action, kind of break some tendencies in this game in order to crack um, that, that Georgia defense. It's funny, I was talking about this with Stafford Steve on the pod, so I'll pose the question to you. How many points do you think wins this game? If you could sign up for a point total right now as being one of these teams, if we score blank points, we will win. What do you think it might be? 27. It's exactly what I said. It's yeah. exactly what I said. I was going to say 28. I was high. So you're right there. You were, we're yeah. I mean, it's got to be like I, mid twenties, mid high twenties. And I feel like we were kind of a prisoner of the moment as far as like, we thought this Georgia defense was you know, unbeatable for so long. And then we just saw that game and, you know, it, mm-hmm. it might just come back to, well, they're playing a big 10 team. Now it's, it's just right. not the same as playing Bama. Despite, I, I want to give Michigan credit. They had a hell of a season, and they are obviously very much surprised me by making it in the playoffs. So, and the beauty of this, like like Bear said, we've got three weeks. So these markets, you've got time to get in early if you don't mind tying up some credit or some if you have to post up. But uh, you got three weeks to attack these. So kind of watch the markets, pay attention to the news. That's kind of the theme as we enter bowl season. Pay attention to the news. All right, now now that, on that, to that, the armed forces bowl. That that's but 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 me, I'm glad you said that because what bowl season has kind of become is yeah. try and anticipate and guess who's going to opt out. Uh, try and get ahead of a number, try and get information, or just simply guess based on where you think a guy may be going in the draft. Because at the very least, you'll get ahead of it. You'll get a better. Now, I know a lot of people that on on early Monday morning were, 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 were taking Michigan State plus three because uh, they anticipated Kenny Pickett uh, not playing. And then sure enough, he goes on a radio show and says, yeah, I'm not, I'm not too sure. And that game moved to pick. So now at the very least, you've got Michigan State plus three in a game where they're probably going to close the favorite. And the other option would be maybe you get, open yourself up to a, a nice six or a seven point middle with a lot of these games as well. So uh, that is unfortunately uh, <laughs> how these bowls go. And like the best, my favorite strategy in bowl games, two of them are either a just taking underdogs in the money line to win to a certain point. Uh, it's proven profitable over 
uh, I believe at the last six years or so, I have to I have a grid that I that I have to update uh, on that. So that, that that that's one thing. And then number two is just live betting. Uh, we all try and play psych amateur psychologists here. Which team is motivated? Which team isn't? Uh, why not just wait out a drive or two and see? A lot of these times you'll know uh, a couple of drives in. And one of the best example of that was the, the Armed Forces Bowl a couple of years ago that Army was in against Houston, where you kind of had a feeling before the game that Houston was checked out, but the first couple of drives absolutely cemented it. And I'm not sure they're in a similar type of situation this year with the Missouri defense that can't stop anybody on the ground. Uh, you're going you're gonna to be down there in, in the Dallas area uh, in, in mid to late December against an Army team that you know is it, it, Regardless of whether they win or lose tomorrow, they will be motivated to play. Every year, Army is motivated to play in a bowl game uh, when, when they get an opportunity, especially now against an SEC team. Uh, I, I would think that Army number, might, I think it's minus three and a half or so. I, that, that's one of the few bowl games right now that I have a really strong opinion on. So I would I feel, pre, feel pretty good about laying the, laying the points there with Army. Yeah, nothing like getting Army cut blocked for two hours right before exactly. you head home for Christmas. <laughs> like, you, you know, it, you're still, you're playing a football game. All these teams are playing football games, but like you said, the, these are supposed to be fun trips too that you get to take. I'm like, mm -hmm. man, I, I wouldn't want to play an armed forces team no. in a bowl game. Like, that's no. just, uh, playing a triple option team or some, any, any sort of gimmicky thing, especially when, when you're in a conference that doesn't do that sort of thing, or you haven't played any of those teams for a while, it's something to look at for sure. Um, yeah, Army, interesting. We've been just heavy Army so far today. Um, in the, oh man, am I not going to be even saying this word right? Camellia? Are we going Camellia? Camilla? Camellia Camilla, Camilla Bowl. Yes. Camellia Bowl. The MAC taking on Georgia State. Are we, are we in the Sun Belt? I'm not, I'm not a thousand percent yes. sure on where they're Yes, Georgia yeah. State is Sun Belt. Sun Belt on Christmas Day on in the belt. afternoon as you're sitting there with your new presents. This is nice. You get to take in some action on a day you're not working. Just like a, just like a nice little Christmas break game. Georgia State favored by four and a half, total 50. Is this something you've gotten involved in? Yeah, it was. Again, this was on earlier in the week. I just sent out a couple of little stream of consciousness thoughts on uh, some of these matchups. And this was one, again, that I had a pretty uh, actionable feel on. Uh, I think. Georgia State is a team that finished up the season really strong, nearly beat Louisiana, which went on to win uh, the, the conference title. And, and, and I'm not sure that this is a, a Ball State team that isn't as good as last year's team. And I, and I think it kind of, you're kind of looking at a situation here where I think a lot of amateur amateur handicappers and just fans in general will look and see, oh, Ball, Ball State beat Army. Uh, Georgia State got blown out by Army. Uh, it was favoring the game. Uh, Ball State was an underdog in the game, and oh, of course, Ball State's going to beat Georgia State. But I, I'd be, I'd be careful here. I, I, this number actually moved from what I got and added three and a half to, to four and a half now. So there has been some, some action on Georgia State. But, but I do think that Georgia State offense will probably be uh, too much for Ball State, which won, which won the MAC last year, by the way, was one of the better defenses in the league. Uh, not the same team this year. So I feel, I feel good still laying up to four and a half with, uh, with Georgia state. 
And like you said earlier, too, some of these smaller conference and, you know, even the MAC isn't that small of a conference. Neither is Sunbelt, really. But some of these teams that aren't premier high level power five teams, it is a little more of a straight handicap where you don't have to say like because there's a chance. Yeah. Anyone who got Michigan State, if this keeps drifting out, like you might want to take some pit plus three before. I mean, is, is Walker, is that is that a thing? Is he? Is he already opted? Is he going to? Like, there's there's chances that you know we can see it. You see one player opt out, and the line move hard one way, and then a star player from the other team, you know, opts out and it moves back. You could end up sitting on like a like you said a six or seven point middle on some of these if you end up uh, timing things right. Um, the sun. Tennessee is going to be the other interesting game to see yeah. where that closes up because that, that's already had a big move because the game is in Knoxville or uh, in Nashville. And there are a bunch of rumors about Karlaftis and Bell not playing. So I think that line has already moved around four points. But if it comes out um, that, that Bell and Karlaftis aren't playing, I think Jeff Brom already kind of hinted it, said it without saying it, that line could probably go to six and a half or seven or maybe even seven and a half. So uh, even though you haven't gotten the best of that Tennessee number, you still might be in a position where it hasn't moved far enough yet where you're still going to get a better number uh, than what it's going to close at. Yeah. No, and yeah. again, just keep your ear to the ground, hit the group chats, keep keep abreast of the news and be ready to fire right away on these. Um yes, Miami. Actually got like a long travel, yeah, short travel. I always like these. Wazoo coming east, Miami, I guess going north. I mean, it is still in Florida, but I was just <laughs> looking. It's like a six hour drive. Ugh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'll, I'll, my, my El Paso has not been a place where Miami has done well. It's funny. Now, this is the third time they're going to the Sun Bowl. Previous two they've lost, and the previous two they've all had an interim head coach because they've been in the midst of a coaching change. And you look at what's been going on at Miami. Like, like how is this team going to be prepared for a bowl game? Like, I mean, I know they've announced an interim head coach, but what assistants are there? Like, it just doesn't seem like a good spot. And they're favored by two and a half over a Wazoo team that, finished up the year super strong. Uh, they, they played for the interim head coach that was there with them and didn't, didn't quit on the team. They got them hired. Like, I, I think Wazoo with plus two and a half here is, is a side that I'd want to be on. And, and again, I would just play them on the money line as well. I, I, I'd probably play the same amount on the money line, if not more, uh, than, than I, as I would on the, uh, on the plus two and a half. Because I don't know if it's a great matchup for – Miami either with, with Wazoo and that uh, interesting passing offense they're going to bring to the table. Yeah, and like you said, the money line not a bad look, especially when when a total is pert near sixty. That two and a half doesn't have quite as much value with the just the, yeah. there's you know like I, I often will just take the straight up money line and then cry into my beer when it ends up <laughs> losing my one or something like that. But yeah, not a not a great spot. And real quick, I mean, what do you think of the the head coaching transition down there in Miami? Well, I mean, it was certainly did not go clean, cleanly, I should say, uh, but very few times uh, they do. It's business, and it can get ugly for, for as botched as it appeared on the surface and how, looking like a rudderless ship for a while. They they hit a home run at AD. Uh, Dan Radikovich is one of the most respected guys in the profession, so they got the AD hire 100% right, and I think that's the most important thing because now you've got the administrative bridge between the president and, and the football the football staff. And, and, and uh, while people will talk about Mariah Cristobal and maybe he's not the best in-game coach, 
He is an unbelievable recruiter. I'm sure he's going to do a good job hiring assistants. And it's, it's, it's kind of like in life when like it's the right person at the right moment at the right time. Mario Cristobal feels like the right person at the right moment at the right time for Miami. Uh, he's as passionate about uh, the, the Hurricanes and his playing time there uh, as anybody that, that I've heard who used to play for Miami. So I like the hire. I, I think it's going to work out. Uh, I hope it does. But, but, but one, one thing we know is he will keep a lot of those South Florida kids home. And I think you're going to get a lot more alignment and spending and all the things that big time programs like Alabama and Clemson and Ohio State do. Everyone's on the same page. And I think Miami now is approaching that. It's good for college football when good programs are good. Yeah. Like it's it's dumb to say. I don't know why or it, it's just fun. And Miami was always good for me growing up. So I, I always feel like and maybe maybe Nebraska will just never be good. Like I don't I don't know if that's a spot where you can recruit anymore. And just I mean, we we can do an hour podcast about yes. uh, all the things they did back in the day. I don't think they're gonna get away with some of the stuff they were able to do to win no. back then. Not, no, not yeah, Miami. Yeah. I mean, there's been some shows about Miami. I mean, those yes, are the Nebraska prop four. 48 days recruiting in in Southern California and in, in the old in the old Big Eight days. Yeah, they, the, once they go to the Big 12, things they, things change. They made a, an interesting hire too with Mark Whipple there uh, yeah. going as offensive coordinator. We'll see uh, what quarterback they go after uh, in the transfer portal because I'm sure they're going to to need one in in, in Nebraska. It's funny I can see already sit here uh, thinking about next year. Nebraska is going to be one of those teams that kind of like this year everybody was was kind of on and. They just continue to figure out a way to lose games. So we'll see next year if they can figure out a way to win some of those games. Now, Bear, I don't know why I remember Arkansas playing Penn State when I was younger. Apparently it didn't happen because they've got their first ever meeting here in the Outback <laughs> Bowl. I guess I got Arkansas confused with Auburn or something here. But Nittany mm-hmm. Lions, short favorites here, land just two points against Arkansas. You know, the Outback Bowl, it's a solid bowl game, but a little bit of a disappointing season for the Nittany Lions. How do you think they finish it up? Yeah, you know, didn't it feel like Arkansas-Penn State would have been an Orange Bowl or something maybe back in the day? I it was it an Outback like, Bowl. Like, like one of those. I remember watching an Outback Bowl, Penn State and Arkansas. <laughs> must have been Auburn or somebody. I don't know. But, but like, I, I'm – I don't know like why, why you'd want to lay points here with Penn State. Uh, you lose your defensive coordinator. Uh, that was a, I know the weather was yeah. it was an issue in East Lansing a couple of weeks back, but that was a terrible performance that they had against a team that was missing so many guys who were out with the flu. Uh, I, I just look again. This is more of an, again. I hate to say play amateur psychologist here, but I think the direction of the way the Arkansas season finished and the direction the Penn State season finished. I, I would be on Arkansas here. I think Sam Pittman and that front, that, that that running game and that defensive front uh, is very good. I think Jefferson's going to give Penn State some problems again. We we'll have to see who winds up playing and who winds up not playing. But 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 based on how Penn State finished the year uh, offensively against Michigan, I know they had, and I know they had guys sick against Rutgers, but then against Penn, against Michigan State, uh, I, I don't know if I want to back Penn State here. I, I tend been, to agree I've as much as far as that is. I know it's. I don't know how we always manage to do this. Felica got to talk about his team. You got to talk about your team. We didn't even do. I mean, you got. We did some Miami. We did some Penn State. You guys made a bowl game. We didn't. Yeah, we didn't do any. We'll close. We'll close with Minnesota. 
the guaranteed rate bowl does not sound like a high-end bowl. It's probably like, what, the sixth-tier Big Ten bowl? And that's <laughs> kind of where you end yeah. up when you're like third or second or third in the in the West. But guaranteed rate bowls in Phoenix, at least these Minnesota kids, we're mm-hmm. about to get we're about to get a foot of snow tonight. Oh, like, hopefully, hopefully oh. these kids just they booked it and they're in Phoenix already practicing. Like they're just they'll be happy to get out of here for the holidays, but yeah, that's not till the 28th. And I really haven't dug into this yet. Forget West another, Virginia, another they have, right? Yep. Gophers yeah, West, minus West, four. West Virginia Gophers minus four low total, only 45 and Tanner Morgan for one more year after this. Yeah. I was going to say that, that, that before you even said what the total was, I was going to say, it feels like a, a lower scoring type game. Uh, especially with Minnesota offense certainly hasn't been prolific this year. Obviously they had, all of the uh, the injuries and problems on offense that kind of helped that, but their defense played hard and, and especially getting the axe uh, w- w- was a big deal. So it, w- it wouldn't surprise me to see a uh, a pretty low scoring uh, competitive game. I'll, I'm actually I'm interested in watching that game. Uh, two teams that the two teams that are going to want it. Yeah, they all seem to they have a good enough coach to get them motivated for a game yeah. like this. And it's not like they achieved it. The ax was huge, but yeah, when you have a season where you felt like you could have achieved a little more, it also does feel like there'll be some motivation in the ball game. I'll watch that 28th. It sounds like a Monday though. <laughs> that might be like 20, a 28th. I think is a Tuesday. 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 Oh, That's the day I'm traveling to Miami for the orange bowl. We got a Tuesday afternoon bowl game. That's how good that's how good the team was this year. So, <laughs> well, I'll watch it anyway. That's cool. that's pretty much my life for the next month. So, all right. Well, we appreciate your time. Appreciate you stopping in. Nice to have a little bit of a break from you know just nonstop football every weekend. But of course, uh, Army Navy tomorrow. A little bit of FCS, and then the real fun starts in about what a week. Do we have? Is the seventeenth the first bowl game? Yes, yeah, so, Saturday the seventeenth. I'll be, I'll be sitting, uh, I'll be sitting, well, oh, it was funny, I was trying to think about it, like, do I want to, I was talking about with Steve as well, I'm like, do I want to try one of those inter, inter-Caribbean inter island flights, and even though Turks and Caicos technically isn't a Caribbean island, but like maybe go from Turks and Caicos to catch the Bahamas Bowl, and then I heard the game match up, and I'm like, you know what, I'm going to, I'm going to pass on that. You, gonna, on all day. you don't want to see Toledo, Middle Tennessee State? Oh, no, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to punt on that. Even, Turks, even though if it's as wild as it was a couple of years ago where they had that wing and like you could only like move the ball oh, yeah. in one direction. Though so some of the yeah, the Bahamas bowls are always fun. And again, Turks, I don't know if you've ever been. I Maybe have. you have. Oh God. That multiple times. Easily my favorite Caribbean or if it's not Caribbean, I guess. I I'm I'm misspeaking apparently, but easily my favorite island down in that's I've ever been to the water's so great and everything was awesome. I'd go there again for sure. I oh, yeah. hope great, you have great, a great Bay is awesome. Thank you. I, I, I will certainly try. Dumb. All right. Well, we'll let you go. Like you said, Bear is on vacation next week. We'll check back with them in two weeks. We'll touch them on some more bowl game action. Maybe we'll know a little more about some of these bowl games. We'll we'll, we'll probably have two weeks worth of information to catch up yeah. with on opt outs and stuff. So wish you the best of luck on any bets you make this weekend. Have fun on vacation. We'll catch you in two weeks. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, we'll talk again soon. Have a great weekend, guys. See you, Bear. Hope he stays out of the sun. But he, a lot of suntan lawyers. It's, it's hot down there. Love to send him some. It's it's very nice down there though. God, the water's so pretty. I need to get out. I'm, I'm just staring down this winter storm watch. So I, I feel like I've water. lost you now. I'm do dying. you want me to do the college hoops bets while you start like booking vacations? Yeah, I need to get out of here. I might just go to Vegas. <laughs> Either way, I won't talk too long about these just because we have 
we ran kind of long, which is fine. I enjoyed talking about all that college football. Uh, I already put these in the BetSperts app. I'm not going to explain much of any of them because I model things. I am not using anything subjective, hardly. Most of this is my numbers, and then I go do a little bit of due diligence just to make sure. I mean, last year was like, does this team have like nine players out for COVID? Did this team have some weird thing where they haven't played in a month? Does this team have, you know, multiple coaches missing? And there's a lot of things that can, you know, I, I don't ever believe one player or even two can affect the line that much in college basketball, or it shouldn't, especially at this level. So a little due diligence, but 90% of these bets are just, hey, my spreadsheet said so, which is boring for media, but this is how I bet college basketball. So real quick, IUPUI under 126.5. Cal State University at Northridge, plus 13. It was 10 last night, and I looked at it, couldn't quite do it. It just kept steaming. I ended up betting this at 13. I'm fine with that number. If I, I'm, I'm, Maybe there's a group on the other side, maybe just some heavy North Dakota State money. But once it got out to 13, I took this. Memphis and Murray State over 142. I have that closer to 150. And App State. The Fighting Mountaineers-ish? Yeah, they're Mountaineers, something like that. App State plus 7.5. Two sides, two sodals. Anybody who does like to bet my college basketball or see what I'm on at least to make sure, you know, you're not betting against me or maybe you want to bet against me, fuck, fade me, I don't care. If you are, I will have some Saturday plays out tonight as I am sitting there in the storm. I'll probably put it out in waves on the app or I'll put some overnights out on some of the non-micro micro majors. And then in the morning, I'll put out a bunch for the day and probably leave the evening stuff for afternoon. So I'm thinking three waves of, of picks. I'm probably like playing it. 30 goddamn games tomorrow. I ain't scared. <laughs> I want to keep track of that. I would need to see how many, what your biggest day of plays are. Cause you had one, that was like 25. I think you'll get to the thirties. Can you see yourself touching 40, 40 plays of the day? It would it would be a Saturday. It would have to be a Saturday for sure. So, all right, uh, Angers. Fire up some Angers, bonuses. <laughs> Angers rolls on, and Indeed. a lot of plus. I don't think you've I don't think you've laid a scent of juice in this tournament yet. No reason to. I mean, a couple big underdogs. We'll go back to uh, bat with Bakley and Seva. Hopefully, you guys got that in as the show started yesterday. She won pretty comfortably. Again, a, a really solid Russian player that. Um, has had just kind of a tough season, starting to find some of her form here late. She's plus 150 today, and I'm happy to go back to bat here. I mean, she's playing against Clara Burrell. Uh, we bet against Burrell yesterday. We had Shinakova plus 250. Shinakova got a set for us, but couldn't close it out in three. Again, a plus 250. I'll bet that every single time. Uh, happy to go back again against Burrell here. So, bike playing well. Happy to continue fading. Burrell, all sounds good to me at plus 150 at a match that I basically have to pick them. Um, and then Mladenovic saying here, thought about maybe going over 20 and a half games, but these two generally play quick sets. I think if there's any chance this goes over, we're looking at a three setter. So over two and a half sets, plus 160, I'd play this down to plus 150. Again, Kiki, Mladenovic, and Shui Zhang. All these matches are this afternoon. Bikely at Save will be the first one to start. Um, it's the second match. There's a match that hasn't started yet. It'll be on after that. So you probably have about an hour, maybe hour and a half or so to get that bet in. And then the Ladenovic-Zang bet. Looks like that'll probably start around 1.30, maybe a little bit later. Looks like they're running behind in France today. So you got some time to get Vike and uh, the over in. But yeah, get Vike in first. Oh, basketball. 
Let's uh, close it out. Friday Super Show. Football, college, tennis, and a couple NBA picks to close her out for the week. Odd-looking balls, fuzzy balls, and now orange balls, everybody. we got all your balls covered. Cavaliers, a really nice spot for them. Again, make sure you follow both of us on the BetSpurts app. Was actually able to get this at even money. It's starting to drift out. I'm seeing 115s places. They are visiting the Minnesota Timberwolves. I played this actually at minus 120 or better. I have them as like a three, four-point favorite in this game. Evan Mobley is tremendous. Jared Allen is tremendous. And and the NBA is, um, you know, honestly, it's a lot like betting at this point. You have to find little niches, little ways to be better that, than, you know, kind of what everybody else is doing. And one of the advantages you can have in the NBA now, there's very few teams with one rim protector, let alone two. To be able to put Jared Allen and Evan Mobley on the floor at the same time is an incredible advantage for this Cavaliers team. They visit your Wood Dogs tonight. Don't watch it, Andy. It should be an ugly game. The Cavaliers, I have them winning again, like by three, four points here. So minus 110 sounds good. We'll play that out to minus 120. And then the Rockets team total under one and eight and a half. I know the Rockets just keep winning basketball games and scoring points, but... I think the end is nigh. You've got a Milwaukee Bucks team that frankly got embarrassed in Miami the other night. I think they're really going to take care of business against this Rockets team. I thought about laying the big number, but as I go back and look, and a lot of these bounce back spots, the Milwaukee Bucks defense really takes a big step forward. And I have the Rockets here at about 105 points. So I think this is a great spot to start fading the Rockets, start selling them. And I'm going to do that with a team total under 108 and a half. Again, feel free to bet the big number with the Bucks minus nine. Sure, that might be okay, but I think that the team total under here is a great look. The Bucks are going to lock all windows and doors tonight, as uh, Mark Zumoff would say. Oh, look at poor Patrick in the chat. He got here a half hour late. <laughs> oh, buddy, I'm sorry. Yeah, we had to do That's... it a little early today. To, to um, Salika had a meeting at the same time as the show, so we accommodated his meeting by going a little early. Follow at Brown Bag Bets on Twitter. That will be the place that we tweet that out from. If we ever have to do this, we don't usually, but once in a while, we will have to do it at a different time. We'll try to keep it around the same time. You can always rewatch these on YouTube at the, the BetSports Media channel. You can listen to these on any podcast you can, any of your, anywhere you find podcasts. So um, if you are in the YouTube chat, even if you came a half hour late, like Patrick, hit the thumbs up anyway. Enjoy your weekend. Have some fun. Win some bets. Drink some beers. You know, kiss some ladies. I don't know. Get weird with it. Go out. Have, have, have a, a ball. It's Friday night. We'll see you then.